to the Taiku Podcast. This is the second episode where we will be talking about Ping Pong the Animation from Misaki Yuasa. My name is Corey, and I'll be your host. With me today is Casey. Hello. Tom. Hello. And Tony. Hello, Internet. All right, so how you guys been doing since uh, uh, the sick. last time we talked? Well, um. the last... No, well, none of the people I haven't talked to you before on this, so you're lying. We've never talked. No, actually, this is my first uh, time talking to anyone on this panel. So hey, hi. Yeah, I think so. I'm just getting over a cold, so yeah. <laughs> you may be able to hear it in my voice. Well, they don't have a frame of reference for your voice, so how would they know whether you sound well? I've done more podcasts here than anyone, so you can... You, you hear his dulcet tones. You have an idea. <laughs> you hear my toes. So, yeah, that's my life. Sick. Work. So let's, busy. So let's, let's, yep. let's get excited. We are all alive. Yes. We all have blood Indeed. flowing through us and stuff. And that blood tastes like iron, baby. Yep. It's all red, and I see you hold it did. up to the light, you see in there blue in the veins isn't that crazy blood's yeah. crazy well we we can't go that far just yet um <laughs> but for, to start off uh why don't we talk about what we've been watching in the last couple of days and let's start with tom really me hmm. well um i guess new season there's a whole bunch of stuff uh we all can't talk about the same shows the crap what is nobody else watching um garo uh, I just watched that. I suppose of, you all can, like, I suppose this is going to be, like, season talk, and, yeah. Yeah, did you just watch the second episode, Tom? Uh, no, I just watched wait, the third. The third, yeah. The third. Yeah. Um, I really was skeptical, um, because I, I didn't think Tokusatsu-based show would be very interesting to me. Um, but it is. It's... It's very stylish, um, crazy. Every, uh, everybody just says it's really metal, and that's probably the best term for it. Um, because there were sword fights and guys dressed up in lion and tiger suits and a, and a lady who kicks swords and bites people's fists. So, <laughs> that sounds pretty she, metal. Yeah, she, she catches a punch in her teeth. And she's she's voiced by Ragyo, the same actress as Ragyo. Oh man, <laughs> that sounds intense. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. Um, and uh, Parasite, uh, a lot of people probably watching that based on the manga that I read back in the nineties. I know that it looks. I, I've I've seen the trailer and that's it, and it looks awesome. It is. I've um, also seen Dick Hand uh, screenshots. Yeah, the, the important dick hand. It's it's pretty good. The the only thing I have misgivings about is the the soundtrack. It's kind of mm, it's a lot dub dub stebbier than I imagined it would be in 1997. But uh, but this is 2014, so yeah, there you go. I've seen people like they really love the opening and they really love the ending, and I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, I'm glad somebody likes it. <laughs> but no, uh, the animation's good and. Uh, I think they've they've done a pretty good job of updating it. Um, nobody's reading newspapers anymore. 
which is everybody's reading their smartphones. They're not watching TV. It makes me wonder how they're going to do a couple uh, things in future episodes. But, uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, Parasite has blown me away this season as uh, the clear best of. Um, Shut up. It's not the best. Best this season. Nope. What else is there? What have you been watching that's better than this, Tony? Say hi, say hi, schoolgirls. Yeah, that that's that's pretty good. I, I that is the that. best show of the season. So, so what is say hi, schoolgirls? Because I'm not watching that yet. Have you ever seen Good to Good Fairies? I I have not. Well, oh, man. Oh, God, it's basically like it's basically like okay, so. It's basically if Adult Swim, it's an Adult Swim show made by Japan in uh, yeah. CG. Mm. It's very surreal humor, and then this time, and this time, it's like made with with partnership from Sega. So a lot of the jokes are all Sega based, and the characters are are uh, Moe Girl versions of Mega Drive and Saturn and Dreamcast. Okay, so it's so it's kind of like the. Uh... What is it, Super Robot Girls show in that way? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. no that, that's that was a... the same guy that, uh, oh, okay. oh, yeah. what was that called? Uh, straight Robot that... Title? Yeah, Straight Robot Title anime. That that was also the same guy. It's the same shtick of the three girls talking. So that's, of... ju- that's just his thing that he does then. Yeah. He, yeah, and that's he's, he's pretty good much his it. deal. And, uh... All right, I can dig that. Uh, like I, somebody at Sega was like, "We need to do an advertising campaign." He was watching Getting Get a Fairy. He's like, "This guy, this you know, guy." It, it makes sense. I mean, Sega's not doing a whole lot else lately, so no, no, no. Other than releasing mediocre things and not bringing Yakuza to America. Yeah, damn you, Sega. Damn you. <laughs> well, hopefully, there's some Shinmu jokes. Uh, around the corner and say how school girls then. Well, next episode's going to be Space Channel 5. All right, you've got my interest. <laughs> yep. They were, they just did two episodes inside of Virtua Fighter. Oh, all right. Well, so I need to be watching this show yesterday is what you're telling me. Uh, yeah. And they right. ended up fighting like people from uh, from Alex Kidd. And, and they had Sakura Wars in there and they used fucking animation from it. Nice. Uh, any fighting vipers yet? I don't know that there were any fighting vipers. No, not not yet. There was Altered Beast. Altered yes, there Beast was Altered Beast. Rise from your grave, Altered Beast? Yeah. That's uh, the one. Nice. It makes me... There's, there's a segment of that in the credits, too. It makes me think that they're going to do a later episode, maybe like just about that. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be so cool. There's a whole, there's a whole season to look forward to. Yeah, sadly, it's only going to be maybe 13 episodes, which is disappointing. Until it gets renewed. I hope so. Because, I mean, each episode's only like 11 minutes, so I'm going to cry when it's over. It's 11 minutes I'll never get back. <laughs> yeah, you just don't like good comedy shows, and you don't appreciate good Sega references. I never played Sega. Nerd. I'm a nerd for not playing video games. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I never owned a, a Sega system, to be honest. Yeah, not even the Dreamcast. I, I have. No. I, I have a lot of nostalgia for the Dreamcast, but I mean, I did kind of go back and play a lot of the old Genesis games, and I see that yeah, they were pretty great. 
Was I the only one here who who had a Saturn? Um, I have a Saturn right now, but I bought it like maybe a few years ago. Yeah, I I I had a Saturn. Nobody else, nobody else had a Saturn. Like, so I'm hoping I'm hoping they pull out Burning Rangers and Shining Force references that nobody else will get, and I'll laugh to myself. By like by like had a Saturn? Do you mean had it in like? 97 Saturn 96 yeah yeah oh wow yeah. that's even better yeah I I played enemy zero and a stall and clockwork night and nice. virtual, like, virtual on I never did that one actually it's uh, that's the only one I remember <laughs> yeah. Saturn's a lot better when you get but no I, I did replay. play like fighting vipers and fighters mega mix which is the one where you had uh, virtual fighter and fighting vipers characters fighting each other in a three for all nice but yeah so yeah um cory what are you watching then no it doesn't go to me it goes to casey and then me oh Fall or mag tony right. that's fine uh i i'm really terrible at keeping up with current season stuff I hey me I... too <laughs> awesome all right there we go High the five. super no the super no current season brothers i like it um I, I mean, I tend to, like, pluck out stuff from 20 years ago, so it's... Uh, but right now, I'm watching uh, Build Fighters Try. Yes. Uh, yes! Keeping up, keeping up with my Gundam. Uh, I haven't followed G uh, G Reco as much, and I know that makes me a bad Tamino fan, but I, I, I'm i honestly been more hyped about Build Fighters this season just because of all the goodwill I have left over from uh, the, how great the previous season was. And also... Uh, I'm really enjoying the sheer G Gundamness of this current season. Have you seen this girl? I I have I have. I didn't expect her. I didn't expect to see her so soon. But I mean, have you seen that silhouette in the opening of episode two? It's yeah. I'm I'm pretty hyped for where that could go. Um, I've also been watching Parasite, uh, or at least I've seen the first episode. Um, Mainly because, like you know, like many, I'm sure I, I read it in Mix magazine back in the '90s, yeah. and uh, between between that and Sailor Moon coming back, we're one you know we're one Ice Blade anime adaptation away from having the entire magazine back on the airwaves in 2014. Um, and uh, you know, as it's this is not pertinent to anime, but pertinent to a sports anime show. Uh, I I watched my Baltimore Orioles get stomped by the juggernaut that is the Kansas City Royals all week. So Royals. Stop caring about sports. As I say this <laughs> on a sports anime podcast. <laughs> and uh and that, that's about it for me right now cuz uh, otherwise uh, in the last week I've just mainly been rewatching Ping Pong. Yeah. A lot of ping. What is that show about? <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into that. Hmm. Well, you'll have yeah, you'll have to stay tuned to find out. That's right. In the second segment. Second so Corey, bring us home. All right. Um. Well, I've been watching. You skipping over me? Oh. I told you you said you said Seha girls. I have more though, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. What else have you been watching? Uh, Gundam Build Fighters. Yeah. Yep i I uh went through the whole first season of that and after building a bear guy and I'm like oh this is really cool 
And yeah, so second you season. You went in the reverse route then. I did. I hadn't seen build. I had. It took me building Gunpla to get into Build Fighters. Interesting. Were you, on, were you into uh, Were you into Gundam at all prior to that? Eh, no. There we go. That's see. That, that's interesting. I mean, that I, I guess that's kind of ideal, though. That's who they're targeting, I think, with the show. Yeah, it's it's really a toy advertisement. Well, but a damn good one. <laughs> Yeah, they, they pull what? it off well. What, toy advertisements with with Bahamut too. Toy advertisements are apparently the new wave of great anime. Yeah, it seems that way. Bahamut. No one talked well, about that. I watched I the first episode of that. Too. That was really good. It was. I actually did not know it was a uh, card game tie-in until uh, Tom talked about that on Twitter. So. Yeah, it's like some free-to-play uh, mobile game or something. Yeah, and it's really kind of terrible. <laughs> but like they got like all kinds of creative control with it. Yeah. And like so all a, the sharks from the mobile game are kind of funding it. So so this is a uh, Masao Moriyama's new studio Mappa's thing, right? Yep. Right. He, he's doing both Bahamut and Garo with with Mappa. So that's like two big shows same season. Both really, both fantasy, both really. Uh, th- there's money and time that went into both of them, so I don't, we don't know where exactly he got all that money from. But. From what I understand, though, I think they were able to do production on uh, Bahamut like in advance, pretty far. Yeah, th- that seems to be the case because uh, they have a trailer from like nine months back that had like the rooftop horses that. Uh, yeah, so, so maybe the, so maybe the show's been kind of at least mostly done for a while, and they've been able to do Garo kind of as they were wrapping up Bahamut before. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what do you, what was the trailer they played at Obi-Con, Tony? Was that Garo or something else? Oh, crap. I think it might have been Garo. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember either. What other animes have I been watching? Ping Pong, yeah. Um, um, also been watching Homeland, which is back on Showtime. Great show. And uh, Comedy Bang Bang and the Birthday Boys are back on IFC tonight, which excites me. See, I- I've listened to the podcast for Comedy Bang Bang, but I haven't watched the show. TV show is really good. I'll have to give it a shot. Yep, and... Uh, also, also kind of been watching The Nick as well. Now, what is The Nick? I don't know that one. Um, it's a, it's a show on Cinemax that's that's written directed by Steven Soderbergh. He did oh, okay. he did all ten episodes. It's about a, cl- a clinic back back around the turn of the century, nineteen hundred or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard, I, I think yeah. I heard about this one. In yeah, it's VR. a medical drama set back there with like the ancient technology and stuff, and it's also sort of about racial tensions in New York City and stuff like that. It's really, really good. Awesome. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been watching, mixed in with live action stuff, because I, I don't watch anime, I guess. <laughs> Hashtag Tony hates anime. Use it, folks. I hate you, Corey. 
All right. Um, I haven't had much time to watch any live action stuff because it's the new season. Because yeah, because you watched twenty thousand episodes of everything. No, it's only like twenty five, maybe thirty. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. That's that's like a good twelve hours of anime every week that you're watching. Yeah, well, it's the new season, so I check out everything. Why? Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I've well, never been able to do that, but respect for for being able to. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're not experiencing burnout, then I guess it's okay. Not really. I mean, once something gets boring, I stop paying attention and browse the internet for a little bit. But you See, don't that, know that's, what's going that's on. The healthy way. Yeah, but it's already boring and and it's gonna be bad. But so I mean, then, why not just why not just drop it? <laughs> I do drop it. But if it's episode. good, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, famous I last Crossing. words, Corey. Famous last words. I had to watch Crossing. How would I know otherwise? Um, but the good things that I'm watching are oh, Crossing. <laughs> um, the good things are build fighters try of course um, what's the other thing I'm reviewing your lie in April uh, has anyone else watched that yet nope uh, I haven't seen that one yet but the I, default I hear, answer I, for I, me is I no. was hearing mixed things but now seen, people seem to like it better so I'm going to check that out yeah the second episode really improved it um I kind of wanted to write about it after the first episode, but I didn't want to pick up another show. But then I was just thinking about so much stuff over the second episode that I'm like, okay, I gotta pick this up for review. And it's pretty fantastic. Um, it makes music fun again, because like the music animation is nowhere near as good as Kicks on the Slope or something. Right. But that's, that's unfair. But it's it is above average because while she's playing the violin in the second episode, she's not really playing it, but she's like dancing or bouncing around with it, and the music is playing from from the soundtrack. But um, it's obviously not. It doesn't look like she's playing. But like the moment is just one that uh, uh, it's kind of. I don't know how to describe it. It's well animated. It's more than that, though. If you say oh. so. <laughs> I know. I wrote a. I wrote about it. And now I don't even remember what I wrote. You could just pull up your review and read it. It's ridiculous. Everyone, go read. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like it's capturing this fun innocence that that music is, and um. Kids on the Slope is more about discovery. Something like Nana is more about the relationships. Beck is about growth. But this seems to be about music. And at least I haven't watched another show that has presented it this well and this good. Awesome. It's funny. I, I, I have not heard of that one. It's funny, Corey, because you described it as saying music is fun again, but you open up your review with it. Music is fun again. It's true. Put that on the back of the box there. That's right. That's the blurb. Put that on the back, Sandyplex. Yeah, music sucked before, until now. <laughs> Corey Serjak, the Vanna Boast. <laughs> it, it implies Love Live didn't save music, though. You, I guess that's a whole other Of course point. it did, Don't you me? kidding me? Love Live saved the school. 
Love Live that's saved everything. <laughs> Hashtag spoiler alerts, Corey. Man, I I'm sorry. I have to be the I have to be the sole Love Live dissenter again. This is no good. I'm I'm outnumbered. But have you not seen it, or ha- do you just hate it? I I have I have not seen it, and I don't really have any interest in doing so. I I was in your shoes like three months ago. I know, but I have vowed to be Idle Straight Edge, which is also my Gundam name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm gonna remain pure of the idle stuff for as long as I can. Okay, no I don't blame you. And then it's Love Live AKB 0048. You because I've seen what it does to you guys with that mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh, can I say that I've that that that's what I've really been doing the most of of anything lately is the Love Live mobile game. The event just ended, though. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'll confess that what I've been watching mo- the most is uh, my my 3DS as I play Smash Brothers. So it's I haven't really played as much Smash Brothers as I want to because uh, love live. I haven't played as much as I want to because the 3DS is a bad system for Smash Brothers. Like it just that that my circle pad's already getting loose and I've only played for two weeks, so I'm it, too nervous to play it as much. It's as I a want good to. system for Smash Brothers because it convinced me to go out and spend three hundred dollars on a better system for Smash Brothers. True story. <laughs> you you were a dissenter too before on that, so. I am like dis- I'm like turning around on everything. Next thing you know, I'll be saying, "Hey guys, Gunbuster is the best show ever," and Evangelion. Ooh, boy, that's a masterpiece. You I, can't, watch it I, I can't wait for you to become Anime Face Tony. <laughs> anime Face Tony, what? You're, you're, uh, instead of the heel mode you're always in, you're going to become the Hulk Hogan of anime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, Right, right, right now you're Hollywood Tony. Yes, I am be- Hollywood uh, Hollywood Tony, but then I'll leave WCW and then I'll come back in like a that's few right. years. You'll be under a mask as Mr. America for a little while. Yep. And yeah. Awesome. And, and then like I'll come back I'll come back and then like maybe ten years from now I'll be wearing pink and chilling for uh Sujin G. Coleman or something on Anna Twitter. I can't wait for that. That's gonna be a great phase in your life. <laughs> You're gonna be forgetting all your lines and calling things the sil the soup the silver dome. The silver dome. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> Oh, Hogan. Hogan knows best. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. We'll take a short break, and then we will be back for Ping Pong Talk. To talk about ping pong. So, or, or, or is it table tennis? Uh, it's interchangeable. I guess so. Well, I mean, there are some sticklers that'll be like, "No, it's table tennis, not ping pong," but it doesn't matter. If you say so, it's Takyu. It's in Japanese anyway. So. Right? I think I think that's right. No. I should be wrong, but no. No, people will say like it's 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 pin pon. 
Oh my god, I don't, I don't want to know these people. <laughs> I looked it up on Wikipedia, and that's what it says the Japanese pronunciation is. Pinpon. Are these the same people that can't call it Attack on Titan? Or... Uh, yes. It's Shingeki oh. no Kyojin, thank it's, you? It's, uh, it's, it's Puelo Magi Madoka, damn it. And by the way, his name is not Alucard, it's Arcardo. So Arucardo? Please call him the correct name, thank you. <laughs> no, it's Ping Pong, damn it. We all know what Ping Pong is and what it means. What is Ping Pong? What does it mean? It is, it's a competitive game involving a small table and two players with colorful paddles. It's basically and, like tennis, except indoors and on tables. That's right, a miniature... Tennis. Oh, what a concept. Wow. You play it in Hot Springs a lot, <laughs> according to Hot Spring episodes. There's also like an episode of Case Closed where they played ping pong. There's also that ping pong club anime thing. Oh yeah, ping pong club. <laughs> which... which... You something, get a lot of links for if you look for this on YouTube. Something tells me that Discotech is going to pick that up one day. They that, should. That sounds like a Discotech show. Yep, a show about farting and armpit smells. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all up Discotech's alley. Yep, you know it. <laughs> so ping so, pong. Yeah. So so. Uh, Where should we begin? Discotech. Other than uh, it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Uh, well, let's. I'll, I'll, I'll begin with um, just talking about the manga a little bit because it is based on a manga from 1996 by uh, Taiyo Matsumoto, who's also known for uh, such manga as Sunny and Tekken Kenkrete, uh, both of which are also masterpieces of manga form. Um, and Matsumoto's artwork is. It's, I have a very hard time describing his artwork because it's definitely not the typical anime style. It's, yeah. it's some it's somewhere between like Japanese street art and the Beatles Yellow Submarine movie. <laughs> that works. Yeah. And uh, it's I, I don't know I, I don't think anybody could have adapted that artwork well other than Masaki Yuasa. I think to me that was that was the first big achievement. I have I've been in love ever with uh, Matsumoto's art ever since I bought. Um, the old Viz editions of Black and White, uh, which is what they called Tekken Kingcrete before they yeah. started really, really re-releasing it, and I mean, and Matsumoto has been adapted in anime before with uh, with the Tekken Kingcrete movie, which I don't feel replicated him as as successfully as Ping Pong did. Yeah, the, the response to that movie was pretty mixed. I I enjoyed it when I saw, it, but I I saw it before I read the manga, so I didn't really. Yeah, I I liked it a lot too, but then again. Haven't read the manga. Ah, uh, you must, you must. I have not read any manga from Taiyo Matsumoto, but I hear Sunny is good. All of it's good. I, I, I he has my highest recommendation as far as manga artists go. It's he like also him did, and, so. Didn't he also do Go Go Monster? He did. Okay, yeah. So basically, like almost all the stuff except maybe Ping Pong is out. And, uh, probably, and, no, there's probably a couple other things. But. And uh, number five, which Viz released under their pulp line and then canceled in two volumes. I think it was one of their lowest selling titles ever. Curse you, Viz. Yeah, well, I can't I can't blame them on that one. Apparently, apparently it undersold below uh, Daigo Firefighter M. So. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I, I kind of see because he, he has art that is quote unquote ugly, you know. 
by the metrics of what art is ugly to people who buy anime and manga. It's not mowing. That's a good way to describe it. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's not my it's, word, obviously. I don't think it's ugly. It's but, sketchy know. or something like that, or like not necessarily conforming to what your typical standards are. Yeah. I, I I agree. It is. I mean, it is kind of ugly, and that's actually what I find beautiful about it. There there are no straight lines, really. Everything is kind of odd and lumpy. It's it's a very controlled chaos art form, and it it uh like like anatomy doesn't really seem to matter to Matsumoto at all if it gets in the way of conveying a mood or a feeling. Yep. Find it. Yeah, and I think that's a good. Th- and I think Yuasa kind of is the same way too. Like, anatomy isn't too important i mean he he's does do a good job at it don't get me wrong but there's definitely distortions in there and not everything is on model which a lot of anime fans seem to go crazy about hence the whole quality meme and the and the whole uh well it, it looked the style reminded me of the little i've seen it that kino kimono zume monster claw kimono zume yeah uh that you also animate that also has kind of the rough character designs, but yeah, definitely reproducing Matsumoto style. So yeah, th- this was actually my first Yuasa anime, however. Oh so, really? Uh, yeah, I, I have not watched Yuasa previously. Uh, oh boy. He, he kind of exploded during my dark period where I didn't watch any anime from like 2009 to 2013. So I, I'm kind of just now yeah. getting back into it. Like I, everybody tells me I'll adore Kickheart. I even have a poster for Kickheart and haven't seen it yet. So, oh man, just when you're done with this, go watch it somehow. I'll go find that and Tatami Galaxy and Mind Game, and I will just enjoy myself immensely because I, I really like this. And if this is any indicator, yeah, Tatami Galaxy is super easy to find. Funimation has it streaming. It's on Hulu, too. So. Yep, yep. And then Kickheart, I think, is on Vimeo On Demand and maybe a few other outlets. It's like $15 from Amazon Japan, so you can just import it, too. For Kickheart? Nice. Yeah. Didn't and I, have to kickstart it at all. I think they also might sell it on the Animate Shop or something like that in America. Hmm. Yeah. I'll, so. have to, I'll have to go look it up, then. But, of course, you can't buy Mind Game here because... Because uh, American anime companies seem to hate Masaki Yuasa for some reason. Yeah, I, I'm doubtful we'll ever get a physical copy of this one. Oh, of course not. You kidding me? They brought the shirts, though. They did, but that doesn't mean nothing. Shirts don't cost anything. I might have to pick up a shirt. And Funimation's an awful company that will never put it out. You're so mean. Well, well it's true. <laughs> well, Hashtag everybody Tony hates bu- animation. Buy a shirt. Buy a shirt that will convince them of the I market. did, and I wore it today. I like that. Oh, really? Yes. Then I need to do that. I just That's need to go up to their booth and wear it, and then be like, ah, 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 look, look. See, we all like, yeah, it's, that's right. We'll just, you know, we'll start sending ping pong paddles to Funimation. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> like instead of sending peanuts or whatever it was to CBS, you could do that. Yeah, they'll, that that's how they'll know. All right, well, uh, back to ping pong. Well, I suppose we were just talking about ping pong. Back to ping pong the show. Um, we were talking about ping pong the show. 
Whatever. Yeah, let's talk about the story then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom and I wrote this up for the fan post, but Casey, tell me <laughs> what do you guys think of it? And we'll start with Casey. Oh, well, uh, you mean like general story sense? Yeah, just like in a in an overarching. How did you feel about the show sense? Sure. Um, honestly, I, I this this really captured what I always enjoy about Matsumoto's manga, which is that. There's there's a certain surreal quality to it, but it, but beneath all that weirdness, Matsumoto always very much understands the small moments that make life worth living, uh, and I th- I think Yuasa captures that very well as well. Uh, it's it's a very joyous series at the end of the day. Like it, I I think I think that as far as sports anime go, the the stakes for every character are very well established. Uh, yeah. What the what the game means to them is. You know, is uh, is never lost in the shuffle. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that goes on really feels unimportant. And the, it's 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 a surprisingly deep, surprisingly emotional story for something that's about table tennis. Ostensibly, um, I think that the animation, off model though it may be, is is really beautiful. And I was kind of blown away by the the sense of uh, physics that they put into the ping pong ball itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's alive in a lot of scenes, especially um, with when Kazuma is playing, mm-hmm. and it literally becomes a dragon that is intimidating the opponent. Yep, that's a lot. That's kind of something that Yuasa is sort of known for, though, like taking these sort of images of like what the characters sort of represent, and then kind of superimposing them in yeah during these sort of sequences like and mind game especially does that well and that's why he's the perfect marriage for um for Matsumoto. he's the perfect adapter for a matsumoto story i mean matsumoto's comics tend to have several sequences where out of nowhere he'll just drop a panel of some of like of a sunflower or like, Oh, here's a bear walking across the street. Or, uh, he, there's actually some direct rips from some panels. Like a, a character is standing somewhere in an English. It's, it's someone like, it, there's like a word bubble that pops up next to him that just says, I'd, I'd like to climb a mountain in English. And it's like, you know, that that's like, he drops those kind of panels in and they seem meaningless, but they just sort of add to the, to the general atmosphere of the series. It seems meaningless, but the thing is it's actually in place and it, totally means something yeah the 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 the, uh the sense and the emotion of the scene are always maintained by these seeming acts of randomness yeah and it just builds your understanding of these characters in this world i i think that the i think you know speaking of those characters that i i think that they're they're pretty remarkable really i mean i i what little uh sport anime i've seen they're definitely not the types that you typically see in these kind of series yeah your main character is someone who at the beginning of the series seems to have given up and that's the exact antithesis of what your typical main character is who's the guy that's uh he's the genki character he's jumping around he's trying to win yeah it's like yeah and that's what i loved about about uh smile as a main character was that he was so reluctant and it's a kind of refreshing sort of change of pace from a lot of anime and it's great because i can kind of see a lot of myself in him as well and then i guess you, you i'm sorry you you also have pekka who is the i'm gonna be the best that yeah there ever was but then he's like too lazy to do any work 
for the first half of the series, which is also very interesting. Um, that yeah, he, yeah. he just kind of gets smacked down. Really and then, hard. of course, there's Kong Wang, which is who is totally like the yes, I am the greatest ever at the beginning. Yes, and and gets humbled fairly quickly. Very much so. Uh, but it will. Well, Kong Wang is fascinating because he's, I mean, he is a Chinese character that speaks Chinese the entire series. Can I say kudos yeah. to uh, them for getting actual real Chinese native speakers or whatever to do it, or at least people that sound like they know what they're doing? Yeah, I was. I, I follow a Chinese speaker and uh, they they said that it's it's accurate. They had, the person has like a slight accent, I think, from probably living in Japan or something. That's, but you you know they're completely fluent. Not something like the the English we're used to hearing. That's awesome. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really even the English in ping pong, I guess. Well, and you know, and you go from you go from care. Well, you know, first of all, with smile. I mean, what I, what I like is that he seems completely apathetic, but that seems to be a face he just puts on because he's too considerate of how other people feel. He, he doesn't really want to hurt anyone's feelings by crushing them as capably as he can. Yeah. Yeah, he just seems, like, super reluctant to really go to his full potential, too. And he doesn't want to outside. He doesn't want to outshine the person he sees as the hero, you know, in, in Peko. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, we have, we sort of have our villainous team in the, uh, the Ko school, or Kaui? I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Kaio. Kayo, okay, Kayo school, uh, which are all just these sort of menacing-looking, black-clad, bald guys who are yeah. who are, tra- who are training in what seems to be the sc- like a school based on the the uh, Ivan Drago's training center from Rocky Four. They got all the money and the equipment, uh, and it's dedicated like to the greatest ping pong facility ever created. They have a massive library of every ping pong tape that's ever happened. <laughs> can I just, okay, kind of going back to, to ping pong as a whole of your here, but can I just say I really appreciate how big and important they make the sport feel. Yeah. Because it seems like everyone is obsessed with it in Japan. Well, I, I think it is a much bigger deal in Asia, but especially China, as they point out. But yeah, Oh, absolutely. Just... But I mean, still. They make the it feel really, important here. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's not it's not like oh this is a, this is the silly game. Like nobody's like you losers should go play a real sport like baseball. No, it's just yeah. It's 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 so serious to the people who are playing it, and we are never meant to feel like we should belittle them for thinking it's important. They make it seem like that in almost every sports anime, though. So like in Chihaya, for you, there's um, reporters who are writing about. Karta, and I'm like, why would anyone ever write about Karta? And then in something like uh, Cross Manage, the lacrosse manga from Viz, there's also people talking about <coughs> lacrosse, and I'm like, I've never heard anyone talk about lacrosse outside of American Pie. <laughs> well, but you know, but even like, you know, but even in like Chihaya Faru, there's still characters, you know, like I remember that one kid's parent is like, you know, this karate thing doesn't really matter. If you're not going to be the best at it, let's not even bother. <laughs> You know, so it's but like it in ping pong that would be heresy to suggest that ping pong is not important. Yeah, it gives a real sense of importance to the sport and what they're doing because it never shows or doesn't really show anyone who's putting down the sport. 
Well, I guess they're all invested, even like the coaches are from a previous generation of players that also have stories tied into the whole the whole plot. I I, I found the character of uh, Akuma more sympathetic than I expected to. And that, you know, he, he kind of comes off as, you know, the sort of, you know, B-grade minion asshole villain at first. But, you know, when they really go into his backstory of just him being this extreme enthusiast who tries harder than anybody, but but in the end of the day can only be enthusiastic and never actually innately talented. Yeah, I wrote um, somewhere in my notes, well, what if... Kong and Sakuma ever talk to each other because like around the end Sakuma is going through um that same kind of hitting the bottom as Peko and as Kong and as Kazuma um but he never gets someone to talk to him to say no it's okay if you suck you can always be better because Kong even tells his players that if you practice you can beat someone like Smile who is this robot that plays ping pong Mm-hmm. Yeah, or 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 Pecco, who is just the embodiment of enjoyment of us of the game. Definitely. Uh, Tony, do you have anything to add to your overall thoughts of ping pong? Hmm. I. You guys have covered a lot of it, but I, I really feel like it. It does a great job of expressing what. Yuasa is so great at well not just Yuasa I guess but like his entire team and his regulars who he works with because I mean they were because this show was it was rush produced to say the least it isn't the when they're an interview or something that said that basically every episode was done in like a week or like and... maybe two weeks or something like that yeah or like, and and this was also while he was doing Space Dandy and Adventure Time. Yep. So and he was sleep, and Yuasa was sleeping thirty minutes a night when he was doing like all of this stuff at once. Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, the week may be wrong, but it, it was pretty crazy, regardless. In that in that sense, the off modelness definitely helps, but there's still so much inventiveness to the art that it's hard to believe. Yeah, and, and not only that, Yuasa, he directed it, he storyboarded it, he wrote it. He did a yeah. lot of stuff for this show. I don't know how that man got it all done, but it, it is a good end product. I never questioned whether the animation was bad or anything. Yeah. And, and, and those backgrounds were gorgeous, too. Yeah, and I think, like, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like, his team, because his team, uh, Science Sauer, they have a really common mindset like uh and young Choi and Aaron McKevin and all those other people that he usually works with. I was actually surprised that, uh, Tatsunoko was the producer on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw that and I'm like, Oh, Hmm. Okay. Taking a chance. I wonder what even made him produce it to begin with, because this is a manga from 1997, six, well, you know, it, it seems like it seems like bringing things back from the '90s is really in right now in anime. And I don't mind that. Uh, I think maybe the success of JoJo, but I think I, I think I also heard that um, the 
the director, or Yuasa and Matsumoto were talking, and one of them asked the other, like, why, why is, why are we doing a ping pong anime now? And the other was like, I don't know. So, <laughs> who knows why? Yeah. It'll be interesting to find out, but I don't know if anybody has had an answer for that. Well, it's not even those two, no. I, I'm hard-pressed. I mean, they, they made a live-action movie of Ping Pong back in 2002. Really? Uh, yeah, Viz actually put it out on DVD back like uh, back in like 2007. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's it's directed by uh, Fumihiko Sori, who is the who is one of the uh, special effects advisors on Titanic. One of his that only director. It's interesting. Credits. It's it's actually quite good too. The casting is excellent. The characters, the live, the actors look very much like their characters. It's 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 a much you know, I I, I loved it because I felt like I was never going to get another proper adaptation of Matsumoto, and then I you know of course and then this came out and it's it's much better. But as a condensed live action version of Ping Pong, it works very effectively. Wow. This doesn't even have a uh, counter on it on right stuff. Oh, really? The ping pong yeah. does? <laughs> well, maybe we should buy it, and then right stuff will be like, oh, hey, someone bought ping pong. Let's tell our folks at Funimation. Maybe then we'll uh, release it. Some interest is coming in for this ping pong property. What maybe, is maybe... this? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Always... It's it's like 26 bucks though? Wow. I know. It was it was fifteen when I bought it. But what if we get back and then we get ping pong anime and then we get Katami Galaxy? I I first saw the movie in a uh, in one of the theater rooms at Otakon when they when Viz debuted their translation of it in like two thousand six or something. So. Uh, mm. But uh, the the actor that plays uh, the actors that play Peko and Smile are perfect. And you get some, you get a lot of surreal things, like they they show Butterfly Joe's wings, uh, and and uh, they 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 cut to uh, Pecco wearing the hero mask a few times and things. So they they definitely gave it their best effort, but it's nowhere near what animation can achieve. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of surreal imagery, like uh, Butterfly Joe and the uh, butterfly wings, and I don't know how that would be pulled off in live action, um, believably. CGI of the time, my friend. CGI of the time. But, you know, well, and just... Uh, Ping Pong is very... Like, like what the show benefits from is having such bizarre angles. I mean, characters move, characters move in very unrealistic ways fairly often. But at the same time, like, when they're playing Ping Pong, everything looks so fluid and... It looks uh, natural. It looks natural, and and what really wows me about Yuasa is that he makes every character's playstyle seem significantly different in just how they're moving. Interesting. Like, like when you're watching, uh, when you're watching Peko play um, Akuma, uh, like Peko is very much you know chopping away and being very fast and speedy, and Akuma is just trying to like very delicately block and just wear him out by doing these sort of nonsense moves that are just tiring him. Yeah, he's doing the lofts every time. And, right. And, yeah, and, and it's not just like characters like in other, another show in lesser shows. Characters might just like call that out, going like, "Oh my God, he's doing that!" But like they just kind of keep visually showing it to you until somebody like somebody will mention it minutes later, like, "Oh, that's what he's been doing this whole time." Yeah, there's not there's not a there's not a speed wagon narrator or. Right. They do a lot of showing of the of what's going on, which is really impressive. In fact, like, I in fact actually they've 
they did some they did some special techniques on this in order to get all the animations and movement perfect. Uh, they they used a flash actually a lot on this show, and they did a lot of stuff that would have been really difficult to do in hand drawn animation. Yeah, I I, I did see the, the science hero Tumblr I think had a video of some of the tricks that they used, and it was actually pretty impressive. Right um, here. Oops, no, I linked you the wrong thing. Right here, this little video here, if you take a look. You can kind of see what they're doing, of course, because the viewers at home can totally see this. I'll cut you out. Yeah, videos are great for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you can get a you can kind of see like what they're doing here and some of the tricks that they're pulling off and how uh and how difficult some of this stuff would have actually been to do in traditional hand-drawn. It's interesting that, like, it, it works, though, and that's, I think, important. It doesn't look really terrible, and that that <laughs> makes all the difference in the world. It, it's fascinating that we've reached a point in animation where Flash is being used in television production. Yeah, I mean, it's been used, it's been used a lot in American productions, but... It also, but also, like a lot of American productions have that kind of flashy looking quality to it. Yeah, whereas something like, like, something like ping like pong. Yeah, whereas something like ping pong, you would have never guessed that they're using flash. Right. No. Definitely not. But then again, like when when I say flash, you generally think of like I don't know mid two thousands new ground stuff or whatever. <laughs> That's where my mind went right away. Or Homestar Runner and. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, how do you feel about this series? Um, I feel like it needs well, more fisheye lens. <laughs> Everything needs more fisheye lens. It's, it's just, it's very dense. Um, there's <coughs> a lot of really good stuff in there. Um, just little things I noticed. The, the split screen um, and the mini, mini splits that sort of mimic manga panels um, works. Although, like, uh, split screen usually just looks really tacky, like some sort of 1970s documentary kind of thing. But it really works here, and it, it it's like reading the manga. And there's also some really cool things done, like in one scene, Akuma's talking to... Uh, Kazuma in the in in the bathroom, and it like the screen's divided into fourths, and the second and the, like the fourth parts of the screen are both Akuma's face from different angles, and his you know he's talking, and both of them are animated, but like from different sides. Mm-hmm. It's just really really it's- crazy type stuff that makes just a conversation seem really more dynamic yeah the, there's no the, the, the talking head sensibility doesn't really hit you as much because yeah you, you have these really impressive manga grids these, yeah these sort and of like living coma panels right and like i pro i you you get caught up in it but it would be very interesting just to be like bored and just analytically look at it and see like how much of a ping pong match is actually animated versus how much is just still panels that move across the screen because 
I don't know. It it feels like it's it's moving, even though it may be all trickery. Yeah, and uh, I noticed that they do reuse a lot of animation in the show, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily stick out a lot. Yeah, it, it never feels stale because of how dynamic everything feels. Yeah, except maybe that very first intro, like where they didn't quite finish the OP, and there was oh, a yeah. lot of really repeated stuff there. Yeah, no, that that's... Uh... Yeah, the the opening doesn't come in until episode three, and even then, I don't think it's complete. But damn, um, what an opening that is! Yeah, yeah, it was worth that's... waiting the couple episodes for. Even though I skipped it like every single time in my rewatch, I I, I couldn't do it. I had to listen to that song and watch that gorgeous I, inky animation. I am the worst. I usually skip ops like a lot. <laughs> I watched the whole thing every time. <laughs> I mean, I've argued this on Twitter before, but that's three minutes you're saving every episode. Three minutes. Well, I, I don't do it for every show. <laughs> I don't want them back. And then th- there are a couple other things I noticed, like uh, the guy who gives up ping pong to go to the beach and then to the mountains. Or oh, whatever. yeah, yeah. The Afro guy. Just a little minor character. I I when I I watched it I screenshotted it. the scene where like he's I playing at smile and smile beats him like he scores two points against him and then you like he he just gives up and there's this um image of a wave just washing up on the beach just kind of like the force of smile and then it just kind of breaks and just recedes and it's like uh I was never good at this game anyway. And then he shows up again in the Christmas montage. Um, and then he and then shows he's up at the beach. He's when, in an airport. Uh, then he'll show up yeah. on the final episode. Yeah, up coming back. Episodes. And realizing that he does love the sport when he watches people who are actually enjoying themselves playing it. Yeah. Every, every, yeah, I don't know. It's, there's so much, so many good tiny details. It feels like. I, I feel that way too about uh, the character of Sonata from Kaio School, who is the who is the you know they're all bald, but he's the named bald character that's neither Kazuma or Akuma. Yeah. Um. But but Sonata, he you know like his whole character sort of seems to be that he's the guy who aspires to be as good as Kazuma is to the point where like you know one scene he smiles really really hard when some character offhandedly remarks they wish he was the captain instead of Kazuma because he shows up at least. But, right. You know, we, but we get the sense that he's a very depressed person. You know, he's got that he's got that poster of Kazuma's girlfriend hanging on his ceiling, oh, uh, and, and and all the balled up tissues around him that suggest you know what he's been doing while oh. he's staring at it. I, I just, yeah. yeah. Despite being surrounded by his entire team, he's a very lonesome character. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, again, that's that's the montage, and I'm gonna keep staring it back to this because I, I that's it's so good that. Um, Can we just talk about that montage for a little bit? Because um, yeah, that is possibly one of the greatest things Yuasa has ever directed. And it's not in the manga, is it? I mean, I have a, I, I, I looked at the scans because I wanted to see that montage in the manga. It's, and I it's didn't been, find it. It's been too long for, since I've read it for me to remember the particulars, but I will say that, like, montage imagery is very is very in Matsumoto's wheelhouse. Where you'll get several pages of things that seem like non sequiturs, but give you very, very beautiful or impressive or defining moments of a character. 
without seeming like they're sequential. When, when it's possible, it was it's gathered from separate moments from all across the long. But like, it there was talk of Christmas approaching, and then it was like February in the manga, and I'm like, where's the, where's the Christmas thing? Where's that? And it's not. It wasn't there. Uh, I was just going through scans online, just trying to find something to go off of. You know, you so may it, be completely correct possible. there. It's, it's possible that I missed it, but it was really shocking to see that that was not like completely storyboarded out. Because it's masterfully done here. Yeah, that... I probably watched that more than anything else of Ping Pong. I've probably watched that about 35 times. Or but that entire Christmas sequence is like that's Kong's turning point in the entire show. Um, at least, so? or well, at least toward his team, because uh, until then he's been practicing alone with that machine. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. His mom is the one that is like, no, no, come, come, uh, make some wontons with us. Oh wontons yeah, that, I totally missed that. That he told his coach were the best things that his mom made. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it happened. It's like yeah. it's like right in the middle of the six episode, which in an eleven episode series, isn't that like the complete midpoint? It is, yeah, Roughly, the exact yeah. midpoint. And like that crystal, and it's like smiles. I mean, Pecco's lowest point because he's drunk off of liquor filled candy, and uh, but you know, it like completely crystallizes where everybody is at that moment in the show. It, uh, it's... It's Christmas, and, and, and Kazama has this beautiful girl that loves him, but all he can do is just relentlessly train on Christmas night, you know? Yep, like he and, then, and then poor old Smile, he's just sitting alone and practicing and all that stuff. But that's the kind of robotic nature of him. He doesn't know what else to do besides ping pong. Yeah, because, like, didn't his... Because, like, his parents divorced, as I recall, right? Yeah, it's very much something happened in his life that he doesn't really get enjoyment out of anything except when he was younger, watch you know playing with Peko. Yeah, and maybe playing video games and stuff like that. It seems his dad brings. Right. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and also we we get to hear uh, Kong's beautiful singing voice. Oh, yeah. good lord, yes. Chinese karaoke, man. It's it's a good time. And that was like, I mean, they're just making wontons before, and that that can be a seemingly uh, that can be a seemingly wistful moment where it's it's only that moment, and then the next day he's just gonna go back to being a hard ass and only only practicing with the robot and not interacting with his teammates, but he's singing with them now, and this is like he's no longer a teammate with them; he's a friend to them because he's been humbled. And he realizes that, you know, maybe maybe there is more to life than just this. Yeah, and maybe he isn't, like, the ace ping-pong player that he thinks he is in his mind or whatever. He's yeah. no longer he's no longer the, the, the chosen one it's, who but, feels like he's above being here. But, I mean, then again, uh, he kind of knew that coming in because, after all, he did get kind of he did get kicked off the Chinese national team and went to Japan because of because he couldn't hold his own over there, as I recall. Because he made he made one mistake that we're never told about. Yeah, he, I kind of like, like to know, but at the same time, eh, I don't know that it, it's all that what's important. What's interesting is 
each each character seems has like a destined arc where the ones that lose need to lose and the ones that that win need to win. Yeah. So it, it's kind of perfectly dramatized. Um, yeah, because it, it seems like the people, almost all the ones that lose, become better people for losing. Yeah. Even I mean, even Pecco, who ultimately becomes a winner, needed needed to have that severe loss to refocus himself and realize what he was in it for. Exactly. He throws away the paddling to the river, and then he jumps into the river himself, only to be saved by Sakuma, who is perhaps the only character at the time who is lower than Pecco. So mm-hmm. it's like, Pecco thinks, he, if I'm being saved by this guy... Maybe oh, I'm... Yeah. Maybe. But he's also the character that, you know, that beat him. I mean, it's, not, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting that that kind of, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a definite, like, dynamic between almost every character that interacts. And it really does make me want to see the manga because just like the adaptation of Parasite, I've noticed that they've moved some introductions of characters around earlier so they don't just appear and it makes me wonder if like how it was adapted because everything seems to be in such perfect orbit that it makes me wonder if maybe the manga wasn't tweaked a little bit to add things earlier i think i think it's slightly it's slightly tweaked but i think the big moments remain faithful because everything just works at the perfect time um it's it's just hard to even the, the, the pacing never rest. feels li- the pacing never feels tedious yeah things are kept moving at a at a fairly brisk pace i mean it's an, it's only an 11 episode series which is an irregular number for anime to begin with yeah yep that's that's the whole noitamina like thing i think do you think 11 episodes was too short for this or do you think it was a good length I think it was just right. Yeah, I think one more, uh, one or two more, and but that's going to be it. Yeah, I uh, don't think it could have been a twenty-six, but maybe one or two more to like, because I felt like, I felt like the first half might have been a little rushed-ish, maybe, but I think we could have maybe seen a little bit more of what happened, like in between that year or whatever it was. Uh, well, you know, but I, I, I think like when I when I reflect on episode, especially the final episode, that is such a pure joyous experience. It's I, I, that's really the only way I can describe it. I and I have a, I'm hard pressed to think of another finale that makes me feel that way. Like there, there's just so much it's happy, so satisfying. Emotion. It is, and it's 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 such a perfect distillation of what makes competition great. I mean, so the interesting about that finale, interesting thing about the finale is that we don't, we don't even see who wins. Like, well, we do, but we don't see the final point. Yeah, we we just we just see maybe, maybe half of the first mat of the of the first match of the set or whatever, and then we just skip ahead until, until like they're in their twenties or whatever. Right. Yeah. We don't even get a moment where uh, the referee says it's this many points to this many points because I wrote down pretty much every time they said that. Um, 
but we don't gig any night. We don't gig uh, whether Smile or Peko won two mag or three matches to two or three matches to one or whatever it was. Because it, it, we just get uh, Smile's awakening as he breaks away from the robotic shell that he's created for himself. And since that's like the end of the arc, that's basically the last thing you see in that match. Well, you know, and and you get that really just lovely sequence where they, where you you sort of see all of the characters, but especially Peko and Smile as like childhood versions of themselves, just enjoying the game with that song "We Are All Alive" playing. Oh God, yes, you know, that was brilliant. It was brilliant, and it's just it's such a it's such a celebration of of what makes competition great it is it perfectly expresses the joy you feel when you compete in anything especially with a friend and you find that someone is at the same level you are and you feel like challenged you know it's it's such a it's such a great feeling and i i can't think of anything else i've seen that's captured that so well yeah and that song is kind of it's very uasa like too to put that kind of a song in there that sort of childlike sort of sounding thing mm-hmm. I mean he did that in Adventure Time too yeah and can I just give a shout out to the music in this series as well it's lovely and, and like the whole hero song thing was freaking brilliant yeah it's just sort of atonally hummed by a smile but it's and, it and it's just used to kind of calm calm him down and like remind him, oh hey, the hero is coming. He's not here yet. He's not living up to the potential you know he has. But, but guess what? He will. he will someday. He will someday. <laughs> he stops. He stops humming it when um, when Peko goes in his entire slump. So from episode three to episode seven, he's not humming the song at all because he knows there's no hero to come. He starts relying more on himself, but he doesn't seem to take any enjoyment out of that reliance. Right. Yeah, it's that's true. I I didn't notice that that was uh, the dynamic there. One, yeah, but you're right. As soon as he came back, that's when the humming begins again. Yeah, I didn't notice that but, either. But Smile's not even interested in watching his games because he already knows he's going to win. He knows he knows the hero is here. I don't even need to see it. I know. Yeah, same thing with Peko too, as I recall. Like he was like, I don't need to watch this. I know. I know it'll work. Yeah, it's. They, I mean, they, they, they know each other so well, and they know their abilities that hey, eh, you know what? We're at this. We're at a place now where it'll work. And you know, and as a villain, Kazuma is is fascinating too, just because, you know, it, I, I'm so used to the villain that's sort of driven to be number one because, you know, he's an egomaniac or something. But that's not the case with Kazuma. Kazuma does not seem to enjoy what he's doing at all. He just does it because he feels like he he feels like he's destined to win. But it's not in a way that seems to supplant his ego at all he's just destined to win and that's that's a fact and that's just something he's gonna have to live with yeah and doesn't and wasn't Cosmo the one that uh that like is associated with poseidon or whatever yep yeah yeah it seems like he might be more in it for the potential money than anything else yeah i don't know if it's for the money but he's asked why do you play ping pong and he has no answer, but the answer he gives is for myself, for the team. But but Akuma But what team do that. we mean? Does he yeah. mean the team at Poseidon? 
or yeah, or or KO school or what? Because because like Akuma immediately calls him out on that. Yeah. Saying like I don't, you know, both you, you and I both know that's not true. That's you know, otherwise you wouldn't close yourself up in this bathroom before you play every time and <laughs> isolate yourself and. Like in in fact, I, you know, they, someone called you know Peko calls it a Peko or Smile One call it out as him playing out of pain, and how obvious that is when you watch him. It always looked like an obligation to me. Yeah, it's, but but to whom? Like, you know, I, one wonders, you know, he because he mentions like how he's becoming more like his father, <laughs> in ways that he doesn't like. Especially toward the end when we see him in his nice business suit. Oh yeah, and he outright says, "I'm becoming more like my father." Yeah, and and he and you know and his his belief before he gets to to play Peko in that final, you know, in his final game against him that that people can't fly like birds can. You know, that there's no there's nothing to uplift us. This is just, you know, we play there. You play this very set rote game. You dominate, and there's nothing to lift your spirit about it. But playing someone who seems, you know, to it, who has mastered his technique, but plays it of such a joy, can really ignite that spark in everyone else. Oh, so um, what was this thing with Bergs taking burgers from the people that were on the beach? It happened twice in the series. One with some random girl, and then the second time with Kazuma and in the uh, when they're older. I don't know that it huh. means anything in particular. I mean, I, this is a this is a show where most characters eat junk food all the time, so I, I that that's kind of just one of those images Matsumoto would drop into something. Like he, I he think, loves stuff like I that. I think didn't it take place at the same place that uh that Kenji Nakamura show with the fishing took place in? Saritama. Yeah, Saritama. That may be just be a an Enoshima type thing that the like the seagulls or whatever will eat your food on the beach uh, yeah. good seagulls, but they're, they're some kind of i i live near virginia beach and we are we are constantly swamped by seagulls at fast food restaurants so i was trying to make something of it like no I, matter how hard these guys try i'm sorry or Corey. They fly. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything but it, you know it could i don't know it's oh, it could mean something like <laughs> Stop trying to look too deep into things. Well, that's, that's what we do, because, like, no matter how hard they try that's or what how, you do. How, how metaphorically high they fly, they can never be as high as the birds that actually fly. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna keep eating scraps. I mean, it's that, that, I mean, that coda, that epilogue is sort of, you know, how most of them have just kind of accepted fairly normal lives. Like, Except you know, maybe Paco, really. Yeah, Peko gets to be a ping pong celebrity, but but everyone else, you know, but that, you know that was that was his dream. But everybody else seems to sort of just accept, you know, but not not it's it, but it, it's not like with any kind of sad, depressed, resigned resignation or anything. Right, it's, he's just it's like just kind of whatever. Like, I'm here. Living that's my yeah, life. that's what you do. You, I, I grow, you know, you grow up and you have you have three kids, and I'm gonna become a teacher, and uh, you know, and. Yeah, and, and that's is that so bad? Not really. You know, it's it's summer and new kids will play this game and it'll be fun. Can I just say it's kind of amazing how much Peko or I'm sorry, Smile has changed like at near the end of the series. Like you never would have guessed that he would have become a, that he would become a teacher at the beginning of it. No. 
Like, he seems like the worst person to be a teacher. Hmm. Right. He's following the exact arc that Butterfly Joe fought or followed, though. Yeah. That's true. But for a different reason. Like, he doesn't he doesn't have the same... Like, you, unlike Butterfly Joe, he gave it his best in the end. Right. You know, he, 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 does, he didn't fail because he let someone, you know, win. It's not... It's like he, he gets to have a happier version of Joe's story. He takes it to the next level. Yeah, he takes it to the next level. He's... You know, he he actually seems to find you know well I guess Joe Joe too finds enjoyment out of helping the next generation, but you know Smile is so casual about it. But I mean, like I don't think. But I mean, I was just saying, like from a perspective of Smile being just just this super shy kid, you know. Oh yeah, he seems so relieved in that epilogue. Yeah, yeah, he seems like. He's kind of happy with where he's at, like, and he's, like, making jokes, you know, smiling and stuff. What's wrong yeah. with being unremarkable? Yeah, what's wrong with it? He, In fact, he says, I prefer unremarkable people. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we barely talked about Kong Wing, and he's, like, my favorite character in the entire show. I, th- yeah. I think that's I think that's fair because th- there's a lot to say about Wang, so let's let's do that. Kong Wang, aka China, aka Meow. Gigi. Gigi. Um, he's a very no. I mean, he's a very interesting character in a lot of ways. Not the least being that, like, he's a Chinese character that's not terrible <laughs> and in, not in like anime. portrayed as horribly racist or whatever like yeah we in fact it's it's kind of funny and, and i know this is for a fact a carryover from the matsumoto uh, manga and that a lot of we see a lot of japanese characters pressing stereotypes upon him that aren't necessarily accurate mm-hmm. but you know but, but that that's almost at the japanese character's expenses and not his yeah and i just mean like you mentioned the uh, the fact that they actually got someone to speak chinese and not some kind of shampoo thing from Ranma is, is nice. Yeah. But, uh, so th- that that sort of immediately sets him apart, besides the fact that he's kind of set up as the first big rival back in the first episode. Yeah, and I really and I really like how he comes in as like this hot shot like, oh hey, what the hell am I doing here? Why am I in this stupid country with these people that don't know what the hell they're doing and playing ping pong? Nobody can defeat me. And then he just, by the, by like the halfway point of the series, just gets shot down to reality. Like, you know what? I'm not as good as I think I am. I'm I'm probably never going to do this for a living. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he's Mr. Cool when he shows up. He's got his sunglasses on. Various characters describe him as handsome. He's combing his hair between shots. Yeah, he's you know he's the cool guy. Like he he immediately uh, well I guess I would say underestimates, but properly estimates Peko Peko at the you know at the early point sees the potential and smile and doesn't really you know like he he humbles Peko very quickly and we think oh this is going to be a very important rival character and this whole show is going to build up to beating Kong, but then Kong is humbled by episode four. <laughs> it's, yeah. There's there's still so much 
there's still so much left to go. And, you know, I'm also fascinated by his coach character, who at first seems kind of malevolent when he's screaming at him during the match with Smile, but then immediately after tells him things like, you know, like, I, you know, I'm telling you as a friend, mm-hmm. this isn't the life for you. I don't know. What all else did you want to say about him, uh, Corey? I was just perusing through your through my notes while you guys were talking. But we... <laughs> Like the the most interesting things about uh, Kong are his his relationship with his mother, because the one shot the first shot that we get of him is leaving China, and we don't see the entire sequence. So he seems very cold. He's he's exuding the same kind of demeanor that he does in Japan, but then we go to uh, the next episode or the one after that, and we see the rest of the shot where he's on the train, he's leaving, he has that cold demeanor, and once he's out of, uh, out of eyesight of his mother, he just starts crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we also constantly get glimpses of his bag of treats that he doesn't even enjoy, you know, but his, but his mother works at a candy factory and always yeah. gathered enough for him. And so it's important, for, it's important to him because these are things that she gave him and not because those are things he likes to eat. Yeah, and he says he's never really been connected with her since he was seven, or never lived with her since he was seven. Like, she always went went up to where he was every week to hang out or do whatever. And once he goes to Japan, he doesn't get that every week visit. And come episode six, the Christmas episode, he finally gets that replacement in his own team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we I- finally see, like... Sorry, the the some episode after that, we finally see him say, "All right, you lazy bums, let's get back to work." And uh, near the end, one of his teammates finally wins, and they embrace him, and he's like, "I think he's off put, but he's also extremely happy." Uh, another thing that fascinates me about Kong is that, like you know, with with Kazuma, you know, he's the dragon, and we always see that dragon insignia or like you know some sort of <coughs> symbolic dragon appear behind him but with kong there's this constant imagery of a plane yeah right because even I mean, during the karaoke video because him leaving yeah. china was like obviously the biggest thing to happen to him yeah and it's just it, it's it gives him a greater sense of isolation and loneliness yeah like just... he, he he can't enjoy it because even when he's successful he's still in this place he doesn't want to be it's representative both of him being so far away and him being uh, so close that he could just jump on a plane and go back home. Yeah. And it's I've, also just the, the use of language where at, he, he obviously can speak Japanese and he does, you know, by the halfway point. But, like, at first he, like, only speaks Chinese and has, you know, his coach do the talking for him. Basically. Or we'll... Or we'll- or and soften his bother. language a little bit too. Yeah, he's he's more of a jerk than the coach will translate. Oh my god, right, yes. I think the first time Kong speaks Japanese is actually in episode six. And I think the only time that he speaks Japanese is to his teammates. Right. 
but there's just there's just so many little details that the only really way to get to them all is just to watch the show. Yeah, that almost it feels like it's 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 dense, as Tom said. I think that's a very there's a lot for it. there, and I mean, even I think you could watch this like maybe even five times and still pick up on new little things that are going on. It's heavily symbolic, and none of it feels hollow. Right. Yeah, Tom was talking about the. Um... There's never explanations of what's going on, but uh, anytime they are inner monologuing, it's always metaphoric. So, like, um, I don't remember anyone off the, any of them off the top of my head. But well, you need to tell me what it is, then. <laughs> let me look it up. Look it up, then, Corey. Oh, are we talking about, you know, for example, uh, Pecco's hero monologue, where he's thinking about all the qualities of a hero who, yeah. you know, who, who overcomes darkness and is uncomplicated and straightforward and honest? Exactly. And blood, blood flavors and... Uh... Yeah, blood always tastes like iron. Or or like in another Matsumoto manga where uh, in Tekken King Crete, characters keep referring to how the smell of uh, pavement in the rain smells like margarine. Hmm. Not entirely sure what the iron thing means, though. Mm. Is it sort of a, is it a robot reference? or Possibly. But isn't it? Isn't that when his robot period ends? So yeah, it is sort of ambiguous. Yeah, Maybe. because you know the first the first time we see him bleed is when he's a child, when he's in, when he's still enjoying himself, you know, and I, and he bleeds again during that game where he finds how much he's enjoying playing again and finds his smile again to quote Shawn Michaels, the heart rate kid. <laughs> yes, I saw where you were going, and I'm happy you went there. <laughs> Corey's just sitting there like, you two are the worst. It's true. Or maybe it's just saying, like, I was never really a robot by blood is metal yeah. anyway. But that make yeah, blood, blood, you know, human blood tastes like iron. That, that I am, you know, bleeding shows me I'm alive. It's... Yeah, I always took the uh, blood tastes like iron as symbolic of him being human because they, they specifically point out blood. So, robots can't bleed. They can't yet. <laughs> Unless they spill oil or something, I don't know. Well, you know, that's that's how Samurai Jack got past the Cartoon Network censors, so... Any other thoughts about Ping Pong, guys? I hate you, Funimation. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ping Pong. Thanks it for is, putting it it, it is rather interesting that they would they would pick it up considering their history with sports titles being like. Um, I think they only like, picked it up to appease Uasa fans, but then again, uh, I don't know about but, that either because they because them and Uasa fans we kind of have a crappy relationship. Because I mean, didn't they also have they also have Tatami Galaxy? Yeah, and they, and they didn't do it, a damn thing with it, and I'm still and super yeah, so, bitter about it. They've had they've had they've been burned sales wise or whatever or whatever they're looking for on both uasa and sports and so they go after a sport i guess it was a package deal or something involved somewhere along probably some sort of tatsunoku deal or something because what did they have also that was tatsunoku well it's probably part of their noitamina deal i don't know if they have one probably but yeah they had a whole bunch of those noitamina shows at the beginning 
have I don't I don't know if that's still operative. It's just it's just really weird because I was expecting that to be more of a Crunchyroll, uh, Sentai kind of joint. Yeah, well, I mean, but that, that's just how anime is sometimes, though. I mean, like, they, they always joked that they had to, you know, I, I remember, didn't Jinion joke that they had, in order to get Akira, they had to accept bottle fairies, too? It's just like, oh, yeah, it's, that's part of the contract, you know, just... Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, so... Yeah, I Regardless, I, I, I'm glad we got it some kind of way, but yeah. I wish they could own it. I wonder yeah. if I wonder if it was because of Psychopaths 2. It's possible. Maybe. I, I'm, you know, I, I am optimistic, however, that we will probably eventually get the manga in some form. Uh, Viz has been pretty great at putting out Matsumoto, in spite, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure he does not sell in America. Uh, I, I know I buy everything, but I don't, I don't know very many others who do. Um, but yep. I, you know, but now that, especially in Japan, they just re-released all five volumes as two. So I'm hoping maybe we'll get those two volume edition. Yeah, I have no hope we'll get it on Blu-ray here. None whatsoever. And it's a shame that the uh, the, the Japanese version is fairly expensive. Isn't it like five hundred bucks or something like that? I think it's two fifty. I just looked at it. Okay, two fifty. Yeah, it's it's still pretty expensive for eleven episodes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm Japan. sure that's the I'm sure that's the studio too reco- recouping whatever they spent on it. I hear it didn't do terribly. Uh, you know, considering. No, Atomina doesn't isn't really a big seller, and uh, it being a box, I mean, it, it didn't like break any records or anything, but it didn't do awfully. Um, and, and considering it's based on a manga from 1996, I mean, that's. But I guess y- Yuasa's probably definitely got his Sakuga fans over there, so as he does here. Yep. And there's some good Sakuga bait in this show, so... There's a lot of that, but that's with anything he does, really, except maybe Adventure Time. Yeah, he's got a more innocent <coughs> style with that one. Yeah, I could talk about that Adventure Time thing and how he was probably stifled by Cartoon Network, but I'd rather not get into that. <laughs> but thanks for trying, Pendleton Ward. <laughs> yeah, oh well. I'll, I'll appreciate you, I guess. It was fun to watch the Twitter comments when that was airing, though. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like when they did Why the... I forget his name one. The the 3D one. Mm. I don't know. It's weird to me, though, that like that Adventure Time fans would be so weirded out. That I mean, that's the whole show's bread and butter, is that it'll do unexpected things. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm overestimating some of the fan base's abilities just to roll with whatever comes at them. Probably. So, uh, in, I guess as far as my closing thought goes, I think this is, I easily for me, this is the anime of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty hard-pressed to think of anything I've watched that could top it. I admit I have not watched all of Space Dandy yet, so I know, I mean, that, that you know, I, I'm told that's a really great contender as far as, uh, an, you know, animation quality and interesting experimentalism goes, but uh, I just, story-wise, thematically, and uh, just in terms of sheer character depth, I, I haven't seen anything that made me uh, feel as emotional as... <laughs> ping pong has so it's gonna be hard to beat 
Yep. And I'll definitely agree with you there, at least on a purely emotional level, that yeah, that yeah, Ping Pong is definitely the show of the year, but like Space Dandy, I I love it for its experimentation and all that stuff too. It's next on my list. Right, Tom? I pretty much agree that it has to be up there. I mean, I, I'm enjoying Bahamut a lot, but like that show's not anywhere as deep or anything like that. It's gonna So I mean so how many of you have so I don't know if I I don't remember off the top of my head, but like how many of you have here have seen other things that he's done? Uh, none for me yet. Yeah, I know. I know, but like Tom, what about you? Um I haven't I don't think I've seen any complete series he's done. Just because, I, I, uh, like, similarly, uh, when his stuff was big, that was when I was not, that, that I wasn't fan-subbing stuff during that time. And, of course, none of his stuff got licensed. So I basically have only seen, like, I saw the first couple episodes of the Kimono Zume just because I was looking looking that show up. And um, I think I watched a, the first three or four episodes on Hulu, but that was back when I couldn't stand Hulu. Now I've just gotten used to it, but seeing all those Geico commercials, so often. <laughs> I mean, because that's, oh, come on, that's what Hulu is. I mean, it's like five minutes of anime, four, four uh, Geico commercials. You know, five minutes of anime, four Geico commercials. How, how many commercials do you need for uh, Deadbeat's Pram Face or uh, The Awesomes? <laughs> all of the Hulu original series. Forget about <laughs> it. Yeah, all right. I do not use Hulu. <laughs> They're all terrible Hulu original but no, series. Um, I, I do – I see his appeal now with this with this show. And his earlier stuff is probably even more surreal, which I would probably like a lot more. Yeah, I um, would check out Cat Soup if you really like surreal types. Oh, stuff. no, I have seen Cat Soup. It was, it's was. it been a long time. I don't remember much about it, and I haven't connected it. Because I, I, I got that – back when Central Park Media put it out, which is how old that, that is. That is uh, actually I, really expensive now. Yeah, I, I have the case with the fake blood. Oh my the, god, it, that is like, that that goes for a lot of money. And uh, so I need to rewatch that now that I like know, you know, who who's behind it. But it's been a long time since I've watched it. But uh, no, I, I, ha- I have seen that. So I did see something else from him. Right, that that's like, I think it maybe his second or third like actual thing he directed. Or wait, I don't know that he directed that one actually. Now that I think about it, no, he didn't. But he did a lot of, but he wrote it and did a lot of the animation on it. Because he did a lot of he did a lot of stuff on like Shin Chan and stuff before that, and Noiseman Sound Insect. I know Tatami Galaxy came up on my Hulu also recommend if you like this series after I finished Ping Pong, so I'll yep. probably be jumping into that one pretty soon here. It, it, it also kind of has a, the, a barrier in that it's hugely talkative, and you have to kind of read fast, and if you're not, if you're tired or distracted, it is not the kind of show to you really kind of have to You really need to put your full attention into that show. Yeah, I think okay. so. I picked up Tatami Galaxy when it was first airing, and that was around the time that I just started to watch subtitled anime, so I just could not keep up and dropped it. 
Yep, that I really liked what I saw. Yeah, so it's probably worth re uh, revisiting now, and I'm thinking I'm gonna end up doing the same thing here soon. I just wish Funimation would fix their dumb iPad app so I can just stream it to my Apple TV. I wish Funimation I... would put a PlayStation Three app up yep. too. Yep, I would yes. love that. Yep, yeah. Because yeah, I have to watch it on I have to watch it on this tiny Mac screen, and I do not enjoy that. So. Yep. Uh, plug my computer into the TV. So. That's that's what I did for this. So. <laughs> well, see, I typically do that, but this the current one I'm using doesn't have an HDMI port. So. Uh, no, I moved my desktop from my room to the living room. So I could type notes on my laptop and watch it on the desktop. Oh my god. <laughs> That's dedication. Couldn't you just dual screen your laptop or something, Corey? No, because then I have to be leaning forward to type on type on the laptop and that'd be annoying. Get a longer HDMI cable. No, that would cost like six dollars. <laughs> Six dollars over comfort. <laughs> hmm. I, you could use, you know, in six dollars, that can buy you some love gems. You know that. Oh my god! You guys are. Oh, okay. We've come. We've come full circle. But okay, if you had to ask me to compare this to uh, other Uasa works, I'd probably put it uh, maybe. I, I think Mind Game is still my favorite thing he's ever done. But I'm thinking I would put Tatami Galaxy, or no, Ping Pong is second. Um, I'm realizing as we talked that Ping Pong was probably the first thing that I've seen from Yuasa. And then I picked up Kick Heart after that. And I haven't, I don't think I've watched anything else from him. Well, now's as good a time as any. I watched. Oh yeah, I I I did see Kick Heart. That's another thing. I, I backed the Kickstarter on that. Um, so, but yeah, it's uh, it's a shame that none of us have have seen enough to really be helpful as far as uh, comparison wise. Yeah, I've seen but, a uh, lot of this stuff, but I haven't seen everything though. I mean, I've seen uh, what have I seen from him? I've seen Cat Soup. I've seen Mind Game. I've seen. Kaiba, his Genius Party short, Tatami Galaxy Kickheart, Ping Pong. I watched the Genius Party short as well, and then he has some really obvious key animation in a in a Samurai Champloo episode. Yep, yep, uh, episode nine that was. Yep. And he also did some key animation in uh, uh, My Neighbor the Yamadas, and a bunch of uh, Shin Chan episodes. Yeah, I get the opening for the fifth and sixth seasons, ending for third and fourth. I'm reading. He's pretty ideal for Shin Chan, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he has that kind of uh, weird character design that is totally Yuasa. Yeah, it's there's a there's a lot childish. of really good uh, Shin Chan illustrations and stuff in that art book that just came out of his. Oh, that completely makes sense. I was wondering why there was Shin Chan in there at all. Really? You didn't <laughs> yeah, know that? Like, yeah. Wow, I, I'm kind of disappointed that. that that it didn't get that it wasn't uh, that ping pong was too recent for that art book though. Yeah, that's why I bought it, and then I was a little sad. Oh well, now I'm less excited to read it. So <laughs> Just have to buy the second art book. So yeah, yeah. whenever that comes. 
ping pong. All right. So I, I guess do we do we do plugs now or what do we do? Oh, uh, my final thoughts on ping pong first, and then plugs. Oh yeah. Um, I totally agree with everything you guys were saying. It's definitely gonna be tops of the year for me unless Parasite pulls it out. Um, I don't know. I guess now that Corey pointed out that Samurai Flamenco counts, that might be tops. But I, I really doubt it. Samurai or Ping Pong is probably top, and then Samurai Flamenco is number two. I um, haven't seen Flamenco. You're so wrong for it. Whatever. Can we just jump to episode seven? Apparently, that's where it gets raw. Yeah. What a flamenco! That's what everybody says. Episode seven. I always hear that. <clears throat> uh, no, you you gotta watch it from the beginning. And I'm I'm not a fan of the earlier episodes. Everybody else was crazy about the show, and I'm like, eh. And so when everybody lost on episode seven, I'm like, okay, I gotta see this. So I I sat through the first seven episodes in a single sitting and. So are you saying I have to be bored like you were for six episodes? Well, a lot of people weren't bored by this. No. Some people got like super, super mad and like wish it would have all been like the first six episodes or whatever. But it, it's it's entertaining. Um, it gets very good after that point. But I love I don't know, it throughout. It's on my list. It's on my list of eventual eventual shows. It's but it's but still behind Space Dandy and Tatami Galaxy though. Yeah, I reviewed it as it came out, so I loved it. Um, what was I saying about Ping Pong? It's a great I show. Best of the you loved it. Best of the year, A plus. Tom and I gave it an A plus. I will also give it an A plus. There we go. I'll give it an A plus as well, just to be. You know, actually on uh, actually on uh, Anime Planet and my anime list, I had it as, I had it as like nine out of ten, and then four point five. I bumped it up to maximum as I was watching it. There you go. See, it's it's it is a perfect anime. It go watch. Really is. I I have no complaints about the show. I have none. It's. I felt like nope. the only complaint I might have about it was I think it might have been a little too in your face about the whole hero symbolism thing. Yeah. Like, that's... hey, this is a hero. I am the hero. My name is Pe- my name is Pecco. I am the hero. But whatever. I was I was no. I was kind of a Pecco in high school, so I was really into that. Sorry. That's what connects everything. It does, but eh. what like, are you gonna you do? Less, you have less thematic resonance without as much hero stuff. That's true. Yeah, that that's 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 the uplifter. Keeps everything it's also probably good. it's also probably a lot heavier when you rewatch it every every week or something. You kind of forget a little bit in between. That's true. Yeah. Yep. It, it, that's one of those things that gets lost when you main when the, you 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 know marathon a series is that these things that are sort of left in to remind people of the weeks before are become grating in some way. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely it definitely uh, resonated with me more. Of watching it over a period of three days than over 11 weeks like I had previously done or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I agree. All right. So where where can we find you all on the Internet, Tony? Twitter.com 
slash tone dog is where I live on the internet. Also there on Tumblr and fightbait.com is the podcast, my main podcast, but we're sort of on hiatus with Mr. John Paul being a big freelancer audio man. So All right. yeah, that's my life. Twitter.com slash tone dog. All right, Casey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Manovsky article, uh, where I, I don't just talk about Gundam, despite that Gundam name. You talk uh, about uh, pro I, wrestling, too. Yeah, I talk about pro wrestling and X-Men and... The Bodymore Orioles. The, yeah, the Baltimore Orioles and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's so... The Bodymore Orioles, I appreciate that. <laughs> nice, uh, nice name check for The Wire. Um, <laughs> I also uh, am a co-host for the horror and action film review podcast bloodbath and beyond uh which mm. we are we are ramping up our uh review for carrie for halloween here soon and we're going to be doing our top 10 action and horror films of the 90s as our year-end shows in december so give that a listen um also if you've if you've either enjoyed listening to me or you've hated me you can find me on 3DS and eventually Wii U playing Smash Brothers, so you can pulverize me in either case. Oh, hey, so me I, too. I, yeah, so I, I, we, we encourage you to find us on Twitter and get our 3DS friend codes so that we can play. Um, and uh, that's about it for me right now. I, I am prepping another podcast, but I can't announce too much about that at this time. Oh, no. Is it a wrestling <laughs> podcast? Uh, no, not, not this one. Although there, there are talks between Pat's prime and I eventually doing something like that. Oh my gosh. I would love to do that. <laughs> get, get uh Joe on there too. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. But yeah, so, so, so maybe, 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 maybe we're now talking three podcasts. Who, who knows? But, uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to the next person. All right, Tom. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Um, hmm. AB. ABCB Tom, or I guess it's Abacaba, but nobody gets that reference except for a few people. Um, I don't get that reference. Wait, is, is, that, is that Genesis? It, it's it's the Kimagura Orange Road Cafe that's named after the Genesis album. Okay. Which it is. is like, it was a timely reference at one time, but uh, uh, nobody remembers that now. Fandom, <laughs> fandom <laughs> post um, doing Parasite this season. Uh, since it's been it's been a long time coming. Uh, I also have a blog that I don't update, uh, hungrybugdiner.com, and uh, I also am on Otalk uh, bi-weekly, I think, uh, with Dan and Kat, so that's crazy. Although I, it seems like a lot. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> You don't even know the frequency of your own podcast. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, no, it's bi-weekly. It's just, uh, yeah, it's the blog I don't update. You're pulling the AWO. All right. I'm also about, on Twitter. Who are you, Corey? I'm Corey. Hello. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, at ImpassionateK. Uh, what, what? what if one of us wasn't on Twitter? How would we talk to each other? How would we be on this podcast? That's true. That's yeah. true. Coordinated it this way. But anyways, um, sorry to interrupt. Do Do you have a podcast, Corey? I don't. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Um, I am also writing for the Fangum Post. This season, I'm doing Gungan Build Fighters, uh, Your Lie in April, and I'm still chugging along with Fairy Tale and Ace of Diamond. Uh, think that's it. Is All it right. really it? Probably. Korean so close enough. Can't read Korean. You're Korean. So? <laughs> that means nothing. I can, read everything. Old Engl- I can read old English script because I'm white. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm so fucking that's why I'm so good at reading Chaucer. We are all alive. We are all alive. We're laughing because we're alive.